This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Want naturally simple skincare for men? Try Swiss skincare for men range from Chemist Warehouse. This is Chiefs Mana with Ian Jones and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yes, 27 minutes away from eight, we celebrate all things Chiefs rugby as we welcome into the studio a man who captained the Chiefs 79 test for the All Blacks. This show is called Chiefs Mana. My guest is former All Black Ian Jones. Ian, welcome. Yeah, good afternoon, Wado, or good evening, Wado. Yeah. How good are those Chiefs? Yeah, look, unbeaten so far, victory over the Waratahs, 24 points to 14. Yeah, three from three on the road, and that really is the key to this whole competition, right? We talk on about it all the time. You've got to win your home games. They are crucial to get to the playoffs, but to actually cement your playoff spot, i.e. home advantage in the playoffs, you've got to win those away games. I've done three from three now, uh, and that, that was the key. And look, as I thought, watching on TV, it was a pretty hostile environment there in, in Sydney, right? The, the way they can do the lights, the crowd were right into the referee. There were some decisions that were clearly hometown uh, decisions, but withstanding all of that and having a little bit, being a little bit messy at the time because the way... I thought the breakdown was officiated. The Chiefs got the job done, and boy, when they brought on some of their big guns uh, late in that second half, it changed things around so cool. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? If you can win and win ugly, it's always a sign of a good side, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And to win on the road, keep going on about this. And I mean, I truly believe home advantage is a thing, right? Clearly is a thing, not just in rugby union, but in all sports. Uh, so you've got to overcome a lot of factors when you're playing on the road. It's not as easy as playing at your home stadium where you know the stadium, you know the grounds, you know the people mm. that are there, which is one of the quirks of any tournament, which is why if you can win on the road, win any way you can on the road is an absolute bonus. Look, there's some young guys playing there mm. in Sydney, and as I keep saying, quite a hostile environment to overcome all of that. I thought there was a big tick for the Chiefs. Have you seen an evolution in those four games from the Chiefs and the way they're playing the game? From say they, the way they played, say, in the first game of the first round to the way they're playing now, we seen an evolution, or is it just is it just a simple model that they're just looking to, to just touch up on and perfect every week? Well, I think from game one, which was Crusaders, which is a standalone game in itself, and, and we'll talk about later on <clears throat> the big game coming up this weekend, which is another New Zealand franchise against the Blues. They've changed a little bit because when the Chiefs, to me, when the Chiefs are playing really well, flood the, the numbers at the breakdown, so big numbers at the breakdown, ensuring you're winning really quick, good ruck ball. Uh, Brad Weber at his best, just distributing the ball really quickly. What seems to happen, um, once I haven't seen all the games, so I'm only trending on, on the, the games I'm watching. What seems to happen, and, and the different officiating, what we saw and sitting in the weekend, the Chiefs found it really hard to get the flood of numbers at the breakdown, a really quick ball from Brad Weber because um, the opposition are throwing numbers to slow it down. They're not kind of rolling east to west, they're rolling north to south to kind of get in the way of the ball in the halfback. Kind of little factors like that, uh, I think, make it quite hard for the Chiefs. But absolutely to me, mate, when the Chiefs are at their best, big numbers at the breakdown, really quick uh, ball uh, from Weber. 
Dave McKenzie looks like he's going to be at the 10, but it doesn't really worry me. But at 10, running a little bit laterally, sucking in defenders. Uh, and then their back three, or the outside three, doing what they can. Talking to Steve Devine as part of the Blues show, one thing he's observed with the Blues is that they just haven't been good enough when it comes to ruck speed, just haven't been good enough at the breakdown. Is that what the Chiefs target this week? Oh, I absolutely think so. I mean, the Blues, and you look at Tom Coventry when he was Waikato, when he was North Harbour, when he's for the Blues, 101 is big, solid forwards, right? Big, lumbering. They are a big, big pack. But they the, lack mobility. Yeah, but, and they like to suffocate the opposition, right? Slow it down to their pace, suffocate, disrupt at the set phase, etc., etc. This is Tom Coventry, who is a brilliant coach, I've got to say. So all the hallmarks of Tom Coventry right there. If the Chiefs can just absolutely get some real good numbers so it's quick road uh, flow of ball, which is e- easier said than done, mm. right up against a very good Blues pack. We talk about the size of the Blues pack. And then Brad Weber just really getting into the game that's bang, 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 distribute, 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 and let McKenzie and then, more importantly, the back three of the Chiefs find those mismatches. Do you kick to the Blues? Uh, well, you kick smart. Uh, and, and maybe that's been a real good evolution of the Chiefs and New Zealand sides, actually, uh, over the last kind of five weeks of the competition, probably kicking smarter than other teams in this competition. So you, you, kicking's part of your arsenal. So kicking still has to be a threat. Look at some of the, 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 the tall wingers, or the tall Sean Stevenson, for instance, the fullback, kick-chase personnel who can contest now those contestable kicks. So, yeah, kicking's not, uh, not, not an evil uh, at all, uh, if you're smart about it. It would be a good, really good test for Sean Stevenson this week because there's a lot of glamour boys in that blues back. A lot of felt, people felt last year that Sean Stevenson perhaps should have got the nod on that end of the year tour and didn't. Um, so a lot to play for. Just, just There should be just a lot of interest in Sean Stevenson up against the likes of Rico Awani, up against uh, the Barretts. And, Mate, uh, there's uh, always interest in Sean Stevenson. I always... Uh, I, mean, I, ne- I never have questioned them because I'm not in the same uh, room with them. These pundits that say Sean Stevenson's lack consistency. Right. No, when? Yeah. But, you, but what? Do you tell me when yeah, this guy's lack consistency? Sorry, he's lack consistency, but yet Roger Tui Vassa Shek's been yeah. consistent. Over, over the last two, three years, yeah. all his time rubbish. with Morv all his time with the Chiefs, this guy is a quality footballer, a quality man. I mean, Bowden Barrett lacks consistency. Both on week. and off the field. So don't worry about Sean Stevenson, oh, mate. He'll, Stevenson. he'll love yeah. this Saturday night. Yeah, brilliant. Now, our guest on the programme tonight. Yeah, our guest on the programme tonight, good man, actually, Ross Filippo, Ford's coach, assistant coach uh, of the Chiefs. Uh, just knows his stuff, mate. And, and I always love chatting to Ross Filippo. Okay, we'll come back and we'll catch up with Ross Filippo next year on Chiefs Mana. Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. 17 minutes away from eight. This is Chief Smart at the Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. The DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. Catch the action live on Sky Sport or get tickets at superrugby.co.nz. My guest, Ian Jones, simply known as Carmo, earlier today caught up with Chief's assistant coach, Ross Filippo. Ross Filippo, he started, he started out by asking about how good it was getting another away win and what it felt like in such a hostile environment. Yeah, I found the, I found the crowd... Um... They, they knew exactly when they needed to, um, I guess, interject and, and throw in some booze and stuff when they wanted calls to go their way. And um, I, I, yeah, it was, it was, I wouldn't say it was hostile. I thought I found the people were actually quite nice to talk to post game, pre and post game, but um, they definitely got in behind their team and their team's um, going through a bit of a, 
a growth phase and I think they're starting to come out the other side. They've put on a lot of size as a team and um, I think they're starting, get, starting to get used to carrying it now and uh, that was probably the first week that really highlighted how physical they've become as, as a unit. They put us under a lot of pressure at the breakdown. How much harder is it these away games, these away wins, and how crucial they'll be to your overall season? It is very difficult to what what I'm finding, and obviously I'm new new to the scene in terms of coaching. So um, I am finding that it is difficult to get on the road and actually pick up points. Even that that Melbourne round, while we were playing Moana and we we got out to an early lead, you know we struggled in the second half to to kind of stay on top of them, and they ended up coming back. So anytime you're not playing in your back you know, in your backyard, it, mm. it, yeah, it's kind of, it's 50-50 and it's up for grabs and it, whoever's the most accurate, I guess, for longer periods of a game um, are usually the ones that will come out on top. Uh, but I found a lot of these teams are really competitive when you go and visit them. Bottom line is, Ross, it's a tough competition uh, all around. Pretty special night, though, for one of uh, the Chiefs greats, uh, Damien McKenzie, 100 games, that was pretty special. Yeah, no, it was a really awesome night. And he had his mum and dad and um, extended family and, and a couple of friends that, that live over there come come and support him. And they came in under the under the stands after the game. And, you know, Damien was presented as Jersey. And I think it's really cool that someone like him is, has, has been able to come back and, and achieve that milestone and go up on the wall with some of the other legends from this club. You know, he's got plenty more games left in him and he's still, he's still a relatively young man, you know, so... I think he's gonna he's gonna challenge if he hangs around for a couple of years he'll challenge Liam Messam's <laughs> Messam's games. Well, yeah, but he plays with a smile on his face too, so he's absolutely cloud uh, pleaser. So, from a coaching point of view, from where you're sitting, assistant coach, how do you wrap up the first five rounds? I mean, it's it's been perfect, but how do you wrap it up as an overview? In an overview, I think we um, we're working hard on consistency as a team. You know, and that, that entails that each week we, we come back in and we're really honest uh, around how we performed. There's no sugarcoating going on and everyone's very realistic and present around where we're really at. Um, we, we understand what our work-ons need to be throughout the course of the week and we understand what our strengths strengths are and, and how we need to keep, you know, helping them get stronger. I feel like the team's in a good place at the moment. It's got significant growth that can still occur. Uh, with this team, there's there's a huge ceiling with this group. Um, it's just a matter of making sure that we temper that with with keeping everyone's feet grounded and understanding that it's a game by game process, and uh, we don't get too far ahead of ourselves. And what's been your take after five rounds on the new rules, the introductions of these clarifications? I mean, me personally, I wouldn't speak for the other coaching team. I found that they haven't been enforced yet, <laughs> and some of the some of the players are coming dangerously close to that that cutoff time. But I think it has created a sense of urgency amongst both teams. You know, once the ball leaves the field, getting the ball back in play, I, I think there's a real urgency to kind of get scrum set, get lineouts um, set, and and people will be able to just just get the ball back in and, and, and playing. Um, but you know, there are other tactics emerging around medical staff coming on the field and stuff like that to create windows to slow things down. Um, so we've just, yeah, we've, I, I think I think they're actually a positive for the game, which is which is a good thing. But Everyone's always looking to try and find loopholes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and New Zealanders are good at that. Do you see opportunities going forward when you get more familiar with these rules about opportunities made for the number eight without the halfback harassing them? Yeah, I think a number of teams have already exploited their opposition early on in the competition around 
not having the nine at the base of the scrum makes it a lot easier for for serving serving your backline and being able to get strikes away. And I think that's only going to have a positive impact in terms mm-hmm. of the, the visual um, aspect of the game for the fans. There's a lot more purchase you can get off the back of a scrum now. And a lot of teams are, are making good strides and, and getting off, chewing off some really good metres, you know, prior to them changing the laws. The nine could literally come up and shut off one half of the field. And yeah. they could, you know, the defence could force you one way. I, I think it's been a positive, positive shift to kind of open the game up a little bit more, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I just, it'll be interesting to see if these new rules are adapted and we've seen some big injuries in other franchises, not so much the Chiefs, but, you know, the fatigue factor um, will become a big part of rugby. Fatigue clearly leads uh, to injuries, mistakes uh, also. So you you must be pretty pleased overall with your aerobic fitness levels of your forwards in particular. Yeah, I think the team's kind of poised in a, you know, like we've got the makeup of the players uh, that we've got in our forward packer. Are kind of ones that consist of, of being mobile and and also physical at the same in the same breath. So we've got a number of guys in the in the pack that have got big engines. They work really hard. Um, they like to have back, they like to stack back to back moments throughout the course of games. It's something that they kind of focus on in their week. So we, we've got a hard working pack that they like to run run in space also too. You know, I, I guess around speeding the game up and, and opening things up around you know adjustment of the rules. Yep, there's going to be greater levels of fatigue, but that I think that in turn is going to create more space for attack uh, because teams are going to die off and, and connections are going to start to dissipate throughout the course of a game. So it's only going to make the game more entertaining, if I'm being honest. Hey, talking about one injury, though, which I um, want to get an update from you. I'm not sure what his situation is, but I'd love to see the kid uh, out there as a young Josh Lord. Is it likely to see him back uh, in a Chiefs jersey this year? Absolutely. Um, Josh is on the cusp of returning to play. So he's he's gone through a long process to kind of get over his knee injury and he's done a, an outstanding job with his rehab and he's been really committed through that window and uh, he's, he's very close to taking the grass again. He's been training with us, looks sharp. He's put on some size. He's a big man. So I'm excited to actually work with him, you know, full time once he gets back into the group. Yeah, and I'm sure he'll be pretty excited to team up again when he, if he gets the opportunity with Brady Retallick because he's just been an absolute a workhorse for you uh, every game he played and, and said that was no different. But we'll move, uh, park that one yeah. uh, and move on to 7 o'clock on uh, Saturday night. I'm actually taking the family down to this one, so I'm looking forward to watching you guys take on the Blues. Uh, what have you made of them? Big, physical, try and suffocate you in most areas of the field. Hallmark, you know, Hallmark pack of Tom Coventry loves a big, big pack and they'll try and impose themselves physically throughout the course of this game. So I expect nothing less from the Blues. So for us fans and all the Chiefs fans sitting in the, uh, watching on TV, sitting uh, at the stadium, Ross, where's the kind of key areas that you think you'll need to nail uh, to get the W? Oh, you know, I, I guess if you're going on on what we needed to fix from last week, definitely tidy up our breakdown area which is an area that the Blues like to really attack. So I guess we get that first part right, and then the other areas of our games can start to flow. There's a lot of areas where they apply pressure, if I'm being honest. And so we've just got to we've got to make sure that between now and Friday, we've, there's not one specific area that we need to actually kind of nail. It's it's almost every area. We can't actually open the door for them and give them... They, they, they're really good at finding opportunities to kind of punish teams whether it's with the ball or without it. So 
um, it's got to be a complete performance this week. Hey, it's uh, it's hard to get too overexcited. I know us fans do because this is a key game, uh, them coming down the road. But you guys work on any techniques to talk to your players? I know you've got a lot of good senior players. You're just uh, trying to calm them down a bit. Yeah, I think we've got a great great group of leaders that actually have a good good feel on the group and they, they try and temper the mood with everyone. Um, the, there's a number of connection points that they run to make sure that everyone comes in, connects, de-escalates any kind of wild emotions that are starting to emerge. So uh, they do a really good job of managing that space and that's probably another thing that we've seen with this team this year. There's there's a level of maturity that's emerged in, in amongst the, you know some of the players that have been with this group for a long time. Um, so they're coming of age and and as a result, some of those kind of moments where you get a little bit deer in headlights, that they're starting to kind of dissipate. So we've got good leaders that are managing players, drawing them back in and connect, reconnecting and get, refocusing them. But we've also got the emergence of players benefiting from multiple years of playing Super Rugby and adapting and getting used to playing at this level and dealing with the pressure. Maybe you need to share some of those with us fans because I get a bit of a knot in my stomach even thinking about the game. Long way from playing. Uh, and just finally, uh, are you heading into this weekend uh, with a pretty much fully fit squad? Yeah, I think the team's the team's looking in a good place. There's been heaps of we've been able to keep a core group out there, but also um, get get a number of bodies through, and everyone's had had access to rugby. Uh, we haven't had any major injuries, touch wood, by one or two. So we and guys are starting to now return from from those injuries. So we're we're feeling pretty excited about what's in front of us and we're just hoping to put a complete performance together by the end of the week. Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, you need to. So, but thanks for your time, Ross. All the best That's for right. the weekend. Cheers, Carl. Uh, go well. Cheers. Later, mate. Awesome. Thank you, mate. Yeah, lovely to have Ross Filippo on the programme here on Chiefs Mana. Uh, speaks incredibly well, doesn't he? And congratulations to the Chiefs on their progress so far. Big, big game this weekend. Up against the Blues... I'm um, not sure the Blues have hit their straps yet, and that can either be a good thing or a bad thing for the Chiefs. Well, they're, they're a good side, the Blues, mate. Yeah, they've got some good players, good side, aren't they? Uh, well coached. Uh, they'll know the importance because they can look at the the, the, the table uh, and know we start stepping away if they start losing any more games, you know, because we get back to all the time. Yeah, great to be in the playoffs. There's no question about that. But you want to determine home home advantage mm. in the playoffs, mm. and that's really what it's about this coming weekend. Well, we've seen against the Crusaders their ability to lift to that level, but that's at home at Eden Park. They've got to show Blues supporters that they can go and do that at, in in the in Hamilton, and I'm not sure that they have done that previously. Yeah, well, what are this is Chiefs Manus. I don't actually care. Uh, about the Blues, I just oh, care I just, about no, the Chiefs, right? I'm just pleased you said that. I was setting you up and you came back with the right answer. You came back with the right answer. I just so hope, I'm going down this weekend, no, just take, family just down there. Legit, I want it to be all over by half time so I can sit back in my seat, have my hot dog, have my pie, relax, have a bit of banter with the locals. I'm really looking forward okay, to it. Okay, your DHL Super Rugby Player of the Week for the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, for the Chiefs. It's easy for me, mate, because he's such a workhorse. Brody Retallick, his form has been phenomenal, man. The guy... The guy is everywhere on the paddock. He just does what we need him to do. He's been brilliant for me. So, yeah, Brody Retallick. Okay, and your DHL Super Rugby Player of the Round. Well, I like workhorses, mate. And I, I loved Adi Savez's work. Especially the first 10, 15 minutes, I thought, set up that good performance for the Hurricanes because the guy just works. Mm. And you see your skipper and your star player working. Mate, if you're just first year playing Super Rugby, you would just absolutely walk over coals for a guy like Adi Savez and you'd want to 
emulate him, want to be Artie Savia and try and play like Artie Savia. So uh, those two workhorses for me, mate. Brody Retallick for the Chiefs um, and Artie Savia if I had to go for a player of the round. Mm. Okay, so the Blues this weekend, and then I think the following week they've got the week off. Uh, yep, but this, this four-week block is really important, and I've written down this four-week block. We went four from four uh, first block, which is really important. This, I've gone three from four in this block, just because of the nature of this competition. We've got one on the road, so we've got, you know... And, yeah, absolutely. It just you, you can't always be, even though as fans we want our guys to be up the whole time, the nature of this competition, it's a tough, tough competition to win, so... I've gone hopefully three from four. We might go four from four, who knows, but that's the way I'd look at this block. So, yeah, we got uh, the Blues is the biggest one, and then the Hurricanes away in this block are the real two key pillar games in this little block of four for me. But what a great weekend. You know, it's going to be hopefully a full house. We need the numbers down there at uh, Waikato Stadium, FMG Stadium, whatever they call it nowadays. Get the numbers down there. Absolutely rip in to the Blues. Make home advantage count. Lift our boys. Get them behind our boys. Everything our boys do well, we clap. Everything, and even marginally that the Blues don't do so well, absolutely get into them. Get into the referee. Get the home advantage going. We want a full house. Yeah, agree with that. We want tribalism. Okay, I hear it as an Aucklander how much you hate us south of the Bombays. Bring that to the game. Let's have that. And you Auckland fans that might end up tuning up, throw it back at the Chiefs. Let's get that back. Let's get that atmosphere right. Let's make rugby what it once was. And yeah, again, this being Chiefs money, go the mighty Chiefs. Yeah, go the, go mighty, the Chiefs. mighty Chiefs. Get stuck into them. But mate, we were very respectful. Of, of the Blues leading up to it, but, mate, there'll be no respect for that 80 minutes. We'll be stuck into you. Into oh, no. it, Look, Damien McKenzie up against Bowden Big numbers Barrett. at the breakdown. Quick turnover of ruck ball. Let's find some mismatches out on the outside and let's have a great uh, 80 minutes, but more, a great 40 minutes of football so I can relax the second half. Because I tell you what, what I'm not even playing the game. When I start thinking about Blues versus Chiefs, I get a knot in the stomach. Yeah, no, you do, you do. Any time, I think, yeah. There are just great games within Super Rugby, aren't they? This is one of them. Looking forward to it. Set to go this weekend. That is another edition of Chiefs Mana. Go the Chiefs!